Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. Wait, is that Nimiety? Uh, yeah, maybe, Steve. Um, sorry, let me start over again. Welcome, 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 um, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If this is your first time seeing my face or hearing my voice and you're like, who's this lady? Uh, you know, what's she doing on here? Why am I listening to her? I am Natalie Pierre-Lewis. Oh, Namayati. Oh, okay. Oh, that's super cute. I love it. Um, yes, I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show and I'm the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself, uh, business owners and entrepreneurs, get your business paperwork together. So things like making sure you have articles of incorporation, EIN numbers and DUNS numbers, trademarks, copyrights and patents, uh, contract templates for clients and partners, and hiring and training strategies so you don't get sued for discrimination. I help you do all of these things and more. If you're wondering why I'm qualified to help you do these things, I am um, a licensed attorney. I have been one for 15 years and counting. I've started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. Services, birthday! Hey, girl! Um, and most important, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you have amazing business ideas. And if you're going to be successful, there are just some things that you need to know, okay? So that's why I'm here. So if you are in the startup phase of your business and you're looking for um, some legal guidance because you don't know, you know where to start, you don't know what forms you need, where you're supposed to file it, I want to help you. That's what I do. Link up with me. Go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. That is the only link in my bio on Instagram and it's all over my page on Facebook. Uh, that is where you can book yourself a free 15 minute consultation. If you are a first time client, uh, if you're not a first time client, you can book a talk to me Tuesday session, 25 minutes for $25. Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm is also where you can download the free biz launch cheat sheet that will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less. Um, excuse me, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm is also where you can subscribe to the YouTube channel and to the podcast so that if you ever miss a live broadcast, you can catch up at your leisure. Um, you're not going to be able to make all of these. I can't make all of these. So, you know, you can catch up when you get a chance. Um, and linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm is also where you can get your lovely show merch, your mugs, your t-shirts. They come in three colors, (laughs) black, white, and navy blue and these beautiful mugs that I designed with one of the viewers of the show. Um, and last but not least, Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm is where you can access many of my digital products, my video trainings and my eBooks. Um, so go check out all of the wonderful, um, topics that I have. We've been focusing on, um, store policies, especially in this season of gifts and people wanting to find unique gifts. If you are a crafter, you need my store policies, um, guide for craft shop owners. Okay. So go pick that up. Okay. Now that we have gone through the house business, um, I'm trying to yes. Um, oh uh, yes. Let's get to the show and why we are here just in case 
There are, I think, Namaya T, you might be new. Um, but here is how the show works. I pull stories from the news, stories from pop, from broadcasts, from uh, stories that you guys send me, stories from social media, anywhere I find inspiration, anywhere I find a story that has a lesson that we can learn as business owners, as entrepreneurs. I take it and I bring it here and we talk about the facts and you figure out how we can, okay, cool. And we figure out, you know, how we can pull those lessons and apply it to our own business, okay? So this is a time for you to get involved. Don't be shy, ask your questions, give your comments as long as they're respectful. Um, yeah. And you know, I'm going to ask you to give me some emojis. I'm going to ask you to give me your opinions on things. So as long as you are not driving, you know, get their hands ready. Okay. Cause I, I like this to be a conversation. Oh, awesome. Yes. I think you're going to like it here. Namayati. Okay. All right. So uh, I think we've gone through all of our housekeeping. Uh, if you know anybody who could use this information, you know, bring them on in, send them an invite, bring them on in. There's room for everybody. Okay. But we are going to get started. Okay. Um, now you, the, for our first story tonight, uh, if you have seen the movie Pulp Fiction, give me a give me a burger emoji. If you have seen the movie Pulp Fiction, give me a burger emoji. And why am I asking you to give me a burger emoji? Because Samuel Jackson has like a famous monologue, um, in Pulp Fiction where he talks about how the, uh, quarter pounder is called a Royale with cheese in Europe because they use the metric system. Okay. So, if you've seen Pulp Fiction, give me a burger emoji. Thank you, Steve, for the burger emoji, okay? Now, um, if you don't remember who was in Pulp Fiction, it starred, um, thank you, 76 Grim K, it starred John Travolta, Samuel L. Jackson, uh, and Uma Thurman. Uh, Uma Thurman played, if you vaguely remember, okay, high spoiled red bone. Uh, Uma Thurman played a character named Mia Wallace, and she was all messed up, but Mia Wallace, she had this really cool look, she had this, um, this, uh, blunt cut bob with very dark hair, right, hey, and there's a very famous, um, still from the movie, where Uma Thurman, you know, she's got her hair, it's laid, it's sickening, and she's holding a cigarette, and it's a famous picture of her just holding the cigarette looking like this, right, well, that picture it was taken by a photographer. It was not just a still from the movie. It was something that she posed for. Um, that mo that um, photo... Oh, crap. I forgot to write this man's name down. Um, hold on real quick. Mira Max. Give me one quick second. Um, okay, yes. A man by the name of Firuz Zahedi, okay? So Firuz Zahedi, he took this picture of Uma Thurman. Um, and he took it way back. If you didn't know, Pulp Fiction came out in like the, the mid-90s. It's an old movie. It's 27 years old. You pulled it up? Okay. And um, and uh, Firuz, uh, Firuz Zahedi, he, this year, just this year, has filed suit against Miramax 
saying that they have been using his work uh, and violating his copyrights in that photo, okay? Now remember, he took this photo 27 years ago, okay? Um, Miramax, they, on the other hand, they're like, look, um, we hired you to do this for our movie. This was not something that you did and we licensed from you. We hired you specifically to take this picture. So they said it was a work for hire, but they said that, you know, it's been 27 years and we can't find the contract, okay? So, uh, and I mean, hey, it, that is perfectly feasible. We've only really in the last maybe 10 years gone completely digital. So who's to say, you know, in all the upheavals of life in 27 years, you might lose some paperwork. Okay. Now, um, here's the problem. Hold on. Uh, Steve said, I'm surprised he didn't try to make it an NFT and sell it for some ridiculous amount of money. Well, Miramax got the deep pockets. That's why he's going after Miramax, the production company, right? So, um, Firuz Zahedi, he's suing Miramax. He's saying, you've been using my picture without my permission, right? Um, and, uh, and, and, uh, Namaiti of Joy Travel said, no contract, no grounds, right? No, that's not the issue. So, um, he brought the case to court, Mr. Zahedi. He's like, they've been using this picture. And the court said, Mr. Zahedi. You are too late, okay? Now, Mr. Zahedi, he found out, or I guess he, uh, not found out, but he's coming to them in 2021 when this picture was taken in 1994, okay? Now, let's just say he did have a copyright and he does have full rights to this, to this photo. You're, you're on the right track, right? When you know someone is using your intellectual property without your permission, if you're, if they're using a, a, you know, your, your work, a copy, something that is copyrighted and belongs to you, you have three years from the date of when you know that they're using it to file suit against them. So if Mr. Zahedi um, filed suit against Miramax in 2021, when should he have, um, when, when, when was he supposed to have known about Miramax's violation? How, what is the latest that he could have known? What is the latest year that he could have filed suit, um, for, for copyright infringement if he's filing in 2021? Because you have a three year uh, three year time frame. Once you know that there's a violation, you have a clock that gives you three years to file suit. What year should he have filed his lawsuit? Or, or, or what, not what year should he have filed his lawsuit, but when should he have known to be able to file in 2021? Yes. Thank you. 76 Grim Grace. She got the math skills 2018. So he's made, so he had, should have, found out about the violation in 20, 2018 in order to file in 2021. Here's the problem. You took the picture way, way back in the 90s, right? And you've seen all the promo and things that Miramax has done. You could have complained then. Not only that, but in 2015, Zahedi's son, for his birthday, 
posted a picture of uh, an action figure of Mia Wallace, Uma Thurman's character. So he found this doll of Uma Thurman's character and he bought it for his dad for his birthday in 2015. And he said, Dad, you never got any royalties, but at least you got the toy. So the son was saying in the photo, and this is why it's important for you guys to be careful of what you put on social media because it can be used against you. The son in 2015 said, my dad, dad, you never got any royalties from this, from this iconic photo, but here is the toy. And then his dad responded to the post and said, sometimes it's best to settle for the little things in life. He said this in 2015. So that means that Mr. Zahedi, at the, at the latest, you knew that Miramax was using your property in 2015, which means that you should have filed suit in 2018. So we don't even get to the fact of who owns the copyright at this point, you, even if you did own it, you let it go. Um, Namaiti of Joy said, uh, while he acknowledged it, right. Namai and said he knew about it. Steve said he played himself. Hey, Margaret. Namaiti of Joy said 20, right. So when you have a copyright or a trademark, if you have any type of intellectual property, if you know someone is using your mark, they're using your logo, they're using your name and it's, you know, and you've done all the work to preserve it, it is your duty to go after that person or you can lose the rights to your intellectual property, okay? So, Mr. Zahedi, he could have been getting, you know, who knows how much money he could have been making off this photo, but you waited, at the very least, you waited six years to file. At the most, you waited 27 why did it take you so long? You know this movie is a cult classic. It is so popular. It's, you know, it, um, it, it's a part, it's like a part of Americana. Where have you been for 27 years? So what, if you ever want to sue for intellectual property infringement, you need to make sure that you are within, like Namayati said, the statute of limitations. And when it comes to copyrights, you have three years from the date that you know of the violation to file a lawsuit or to, to say something about it, okay? So if we understand that, please give me a thumbs up. If we understand that, please give me a thumbs up. All right? Um, the Mighty of Joy, uh, Margaret Massey said, what movie? Um, Pulp Fiction, Margaret. Have you seen Pulp Fiction with Uma Thurman and John Travolta and Samuel L. Jackson? The Mighty of Joy said he broke revenge. Who knows why people do what they do? He could, he could be broke. He could just be lazy. Um, thank you all for the thumbs up. All right. Okay. Next story we are talking about tonight. Um, uh, we are talking about, okay, everybody give me a Z for Zoom, give me a Z for Zoom, give me a Z for Zoom, of course, in 2020, we all became very familiar with Zoom, it was how we were keeping in contact with everybody, um, I think we all got Zoomed out at one point, <laughs> but everybody give me a Z for Zoom, right, 
Um, now we know that during the quarantine, even though technically we still supposed to be under quarantine, I don't know where y'all going. Um, Zoom became super popular, right? Uh, thank you for all the Z's guys. Um, and people everywhere were using it. Um, and Zoom, as any business does, they have been trying to grow their brand and they have been reaching out and, and branching out to different areas of the world. And this is causing some confusion. Well, not confusion. This is causing a little bit of a tiff in the uh, great country of Japan. Okay. Now, when you get a copy, when you get a trademark in wherever you live, a trademark is good in your country. Okay. And you can get trademarks in other countries. But you either have to apply directly uh, within, you know, within that country's um, legal system, or you can use something that's called the Madrid Protocol, which will, uh, which uses international law to help extend your trademarks. Right um, now, Zoom has only recently acquired uh, the the trademark to their company. We actually talked about how they, they were um, going back and forth with a smaller company about the name Zoom because they already have the name trademarked. But as Zoom is, you know, branching out into the world, they're finding out that there's way more Zooms out there. And there is a company out in Japan called Zoom Corporation. And they they are a recording equipment maker, right? And Zoom, it's a video conferencing app but it does allow you to record stuff, right, with your computer. So this Japanese company, Zoom Corp, they are, um, they're, they, they're, uh, worth about $85 million, um, and they are suing in Japanese court, uh, they don't want any money, they just want the, uh, they just want the court to declare that this Japanese company has the trademark on Zoom in Japan, okay, they've been in business since 1983. Um, they are they are listed on the Japanese stock exchange, so they're not a fly by night company. They've got longevity. They've got a history in Japan. Yes, the name. So this the Japanese Zoom is suing Zoom uh, Zoom video uh, conferencing the Zoom that we know. They are being sued by the Japanese Zoom to get their name. So understand that just because you have a trademark in the United States doesn't mean that you have it all over the world. In order to get um, a trademark in different countries, you literally have to apply. One of the very first stories I started covering on this show was Christian Louboutin. Christian Louboutin, I don't know if he's still doing it, but he was going around trying to get his red bottoms trademarked all around the world. He was finding success in some countries and he was finding and he wasn't finding success in others because countries have different rules, different parameters for what counts as a trademark. But if you plan on taking your brand international, you want to make sure that you are not stepping on any international trademark toes, okay? So um, I'm interested to see what Zoom is going to have to do in Japan. They may have to change their name. Um, who knows? Uh, maybe they'll 
I don't know. I don't know what what their options are because because the Japan because the Japanese Zoom they got money. They're not suffering for money, so I don't think Zoom video conferencing can really pay them off. What do you guys think might be a happy medium between these two companies? Right, that is deep nomadity of joy. What do you guys think might could be a possible solution between? Zoom Corp, the Japanese company that makes recording equipment, and Zoom video conferencing in the United States. Um, Steve said anybody can just spray paint some Payless shoe soles red. And that's exactly why Christian Louboutin wants his shoes trademarked, uh, wants the red bottoms trademarked, because that is his uh, signature, right? And it's not just, you know, red. It's a very particular shade of red. Uh, no, he didn't, because he's got it in some places. Namayadi of Joy said, Japan will not let up. They have the bankroll to back them as well. I think so, too. Uh, one thing I know, Asia does not like America. <laughs> and they will keep their names. Um, but, you know, I'm sure that they will find some way to coexist. Yeah. Anyway, whew, thirsty. All right. Um, before we move on to our next story, I want to remind you guys that you are watching NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Wednesday, um, broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you are in the startup phase of your business and you need some legal guidance, hit up your girl, go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm and make sure that you book, um, a 15 free 15 minute consultation with me. If you're a first time client, also make sure that you download the free biz launch cheat sheet that will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less. Okay. All right. Namiety of joy said Japan, Will keep the na- keeps the name and U.S. alters the name. It won't be worth the fight. I think you're right. Um, it's not uncommon for you know names t- to change for products in different places. Um, Steve said the U.S. Zoom is just going to take the L and use a new name for its app in the Japanese market. I think that's what's going to happen too. I definitely think that's what's going to happen. Okay. Moving on to our next story of the evening. All right. If you've ever taken an Uber, if you have ever taken an Uber, give me a car emoji. Uh, if any of y'all drive for Uber, what is going on? Why do these people think that money grows on trees? These people try to charge me $100 to go from the airport to my house. Um, it usually costs like $30. Anyway, but that is my gripe. If you have ever used an Uber, driven an Uber, give me a car emoji. Thank you, 76 Green K. Okay. Um, you laughing at me, Steve? I'm serious. Uh, thank you for the car emojis. Now, um, we all know Uber, they started off as a ride share app, right? You could call for someone to come pick you up and bring you where you needed to go for uh, what used to be a reasonable price. Uh, but Uber has expanded their products and their services. You can get Uber Eats where they'll deliver you food. They'll deliver you groceries. Um, they have, what is it? Uh, they got a bunch of different services that 
they are coming out with. And um, one of the newest things that Uber is going to do is they are opening a market, basically a, a marketing and advertising section of their business where their drivers will display ads um, on their cars, right? Here's the problem. There is a company, a New York company that has been in business since 1999. They are an advertising firm. And they have been using the name Uber since 1999. And they had a trademark. So when they saw that Uber Technologies was trying to get into the advertising game, of course they went and knocked on their door and said, hey girl, you're stepping into our territory. You're going to need to back up a little bit, right? So Uber has been trying to get their way with this company. They went to court. Uber was trying to get their trademark canceled. It's been a whole big mess. They sued Uber for a trademark infringement. Hold on. Okay. Um, and, uh, but I, uh, we talked about this a while ago. I wanted to let you guys know that there has been an update with this story. Uber Inc., the advertising company, they have dropped their lawsuit against Uber. And they've dropped it with prejudice, meaning that they cannot file it again. So, you know, if they get mad at Uber and they want, they, they filed it with prejudice, meaning this is over. You can never sue Uber for this again. Now, they are not saying why they dropped it. Neither is Uber Technologies. But I want to know from you guys, you are a savvy bunch. You are a smart bunch. You know how to read the signs. What do you think happened between Uber, the advertising firm, and Uber Technologies? While you guys let me know what you think happened, I'm going to read Steve's comment. He said, I remember coming back from Florida a few months ago and Lyft was charging similar prices. I ended up taking the Metro back to the crib. Listen, had it been the daytime, I would have taken the Metro. But when I landed, it was like, it was midnight. There was nothing running. Because I surely would have hopped my butt on the Metro. Okay? Uh, but yeah, why do you think Uber, the advertising agency that's been in business since 1999, just dropped their trademark infringement case against Uber Technologies and won't tell anybody. What y'all think happened? What y'all think happened? I'll tell you what I think happened, but I want to know what y'all think happened. Because I don't want y'all stealing my idea. What y'all think happened? Nobody has a guess? Okay, I'll tell you what I think happened. I think Uber Technologies paid them off. I think they said, look, um, okay, here we go. Uh, Nessie Time said settlement most likely. Uh, Margaret said Uber Advertising didn't want the fight. Steve said Uber Tech paid them a big-ass settlement. Yeah, I, I think there was a settlement paid, and part of the settlement was for Uber, the advertising agency, to not um, talk about it. They probably had to sign some type of non-disclosure agreement. Because for both sides to... Um, you know, um, not only did they drop the case, they dropped it with prejudice so they can never file it again. And neither side is talking about what happened. Somebody wrote a check. Margaret said Uber advertising didn't want the fight. 
And that may be part of it too. Um, Uber may have, Uber technologies may have given them a great offer. And when they were looking at what they were going to spend on litigation versus what they could get from Uber, it may have made more sense to just settle. Um, but either way, this case has been settled. So, um, you can expect to see your, uh, you can expect to see your Uber drivers very soon, um, displaying ads on their cars. I don't know if it's going to be a screen. I don't know if it's going to be like a poster on the car. Um, <laughs> yes, Margaret. Um, but yes, yeah, I'm pretty sure there was an NDA in place, Namiety. But, um, you know, listen, whoever sees an ad in an Uber car first, please take a picture Post it on your social media and tag me so I can see it, okay? All right. Okay, and we are moving on to our final story of the evening. Um, our final story of the... Ooh, I need some water. My throat is dry. Ooh. All right. If you have heard of Katy Perry... Hold on. Steve said Uber's definitely going to try to recoup. They're recouping now. These prices, are you kidding me? I'll walk before I take an Uber these days. Um, all right. If you have heard of Katy Perry, give me a candy emoji. I don't know why candy. Katy Perry just makes me think of candy. If you know who Katy, Katy Perry the singer, Katy Perry the singer, okay? Um, give me a candy emoji. Uh, so we have talked on this show before about trademark bullying. Sometimes companies or brands that have a lot of money behind them, uh, they use that financial, uh, power to bully smaller brands. Thank you for all the candy emojis. They use it to bully smaller brands, um, you know, into changing their name or dropping something. We've talked about different types of trademark bullying a lot on this show. Uh, Monster is one of the, one of the brands that is notorious for trademark bullying. Thank you, Margaret. Um, who else? We had the story about backcountrythat.com. Um, there are a few brands out here that use their money and intellectual property to bully other brands, right? Um, and apparently Katy Perry is one of these kinds of people slash brands. Now we in America, for the most part, if you're into pop music, you know Katy Perry as a performer, as a singer. And like most artists these days, Katy Perry has her merch and things that she gets into that she wants to sell around the world. And Katy Perry, you know, she sells clothing and she wanted to sell her clothing in Australia. Here's the problem. There's already a brand in Australia that is called Katy Perry. This is, a, there's a woman in Australia. Her given name is Katy Perry. Um, K-A-T-I-E Perry. She has a clothing store in Australia, a clothing brand. Uh, she has her name trademarked in Australia. And she found out that Katy Perry was coming to, was bringing things to Australia in about 2007, 2008. 
Katy Perry wasn't as big as she is now, or is, is she big now? Anyway, she wasn't as famous as she was then. Katy Perry was still coming up, right? But the American Katy Perry. But Katy Perry in Australia, she's like, you know what? Let me just protect myself real quick. And she got herself a trademark in Australia for her name. When Katy Perry, the American singer or her brand, um, you know, they started coming into Australia, the Australian Katy Perry sent them a cease and desist and was like, hey, this is my name. And then the American Katy Perry, her lawyer started sending the Australian Katy Perry um, threatening letters. Um, they were, they were, um, Katy Perry apparently wrote an email, you know, calling the woman a bunch of derogatory names. She told her lawyers, you know, uh, you know, be, be hard handed. She's based, she was basically instructing her legal team to, to, uh, you know, to, to use their legal prowess to, uh, to make the Australian Katy Perry submit and let the American Katy Perry use the mark in Australia. But the Australian Katy Perry, regardless of her financial status, she put the time and energy into getting her name trademarked and she is suing Katy Perry for trademark infringement. Um, Namadi of Joy Travel said, beneficial to Australian lady. People may, may think it's U.S. Perry and boost her sales. No, but that's that's not what she wants. She's she's had her name first, right? Katy Perry was trying to put her out of business. They were sending her threatening letters telling her to change her business name. Namadia Joy said Australian lady was established first. Yes, she was established first. Um so this is why it's important for you to have your intellectual property in order because this woman in Australia who we may not know, she has her brand already established in Australia. She has the legal standing to go before the court and go against this huge pop star and tell her, hey, you can't use my name. Now, we don't have a conclusion to this story, but I think that uh, there will probably be a settlement sooner rather than later because Katy Perry's um, peep attorney when uh, the Australian Katy Perry went to um, went to uh, to the media to tell her story, the American Katy Perry's lawyers wrote her and were like, you know, we feel like this has been blown out of proportion. So I feel like there's going to be some, you know, back of the room talk, some settlements soon, and and we're going to see some some leeway made. Um, Steve said, "U.S. Katy is on some BS." Namadi of Joy Travel said, it's enough money for everyone to eat. Entitlement at its finest based off celebrity stats. Absolutely. And that is where trademark bullying comes into place. You have these brands who have a lot of money behind them and they have powerful attorneys. And a lot of them are looking to pick on smaller brands because they know that they either, one, don't have the funds or two, don't have the legal standing to fight them stealing their ideas. So this is why it's important for you guys to protect your, uh, you know, your intellectual property. Get your copyrights, get your trademarks, get your patents, okay? And if you need help with that, you know who you can call me right here. All right. Okay. So those were the stories that I wanted to share with you tonight. 
I want to thank you guys for hanging out with me. You guys were wonderful. Those of you who are just coming in, uh, you can watch the replay um, when it comes up in just a few minutes. We are actually closing out now. Uh, we will be back tomorrow with more stories. Remember, if you find anything that you want me to talk about, please send it to me in my inbox. I love it when you guys send me stories. Make sure you are booking your one-on-ones with me. Um, free 15-minute consultations for new clients. Make sure that you have downloaded the free Biz Launch Cheat Sheet. My crafters who are in here, um, you guys, you're going to be busy this season. Make sure that your store policies are all spelled out to your customers. Pick up uh, policies every craft store owner needs, okay? So uh, this is where I leave you guys. Take care of yourselves. Uh, Good night to my parents and to my sister, and see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.